This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor. Hey, it's ODB. We're getting ready to roll into episode 315. The boys are back in town. I want to thank our title sponsor, Custom Car Show Productions, which includes Bayou Showdown. It's going down this weekend in Slidell, Louisiana. Hopefully you'll be out there if you're in that area. Their next event is late March for Orange Beach Invasion going down, of course, in Orange Beach, Alabama. That's in conjunction with Keg Media. And then, oh, by the way, let's not forget, June 2023 will be the 21st annual Scraping the Coast show, and they were inducted into the Mini Truck Hall of Fame in 2022, and Lauren, Tammy, and team have said, hey, we're keeping the pedal stomped as we move into the next decade, along with all of their co-conspirators at Custom Car Show Productions. Great people. We hope to see you out. Slidell, Louisiana, Bayou Showdown, Orange Beach, Alabama for Orange Beach Invasion, and of course, Biloxi, Mississippi, June 2023. Last but not least, before we roll into this episode, I want to give a huge shout out to Benjamin Smith, big supporter of ours. Happy Born Day, homie. I hope that you guys enjoy it. Let's get into this one. Appreciate all the support. If, uh-huh. you're, if, you're fucking, if your fucking friend invites you over and doesn't greet you uh-huh. in the driveway with an ice cold beverage, those... I mean, Hank told me those are fighting words, man. You filthy animal. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. It's our lifestyle podcast, episode 315, and back by popular demand. I don't know if we ever wanted this. Some of you guys have. I want to announce the boys are back in town, including Ruben Artiaga. He's going to join us later on this episode. But dare I say, are you back? The mayor is back. Yes, sir. So glad to finally. Dude, I'm just glad you finally answered your phone. No. You answered your text message. I don't know what the deal was. I don't know what's going on. Something about you got a new iPhone and your iPhone wasn't working. It it didn't sync my text messages. You didn't know it was me. I lost all my contacts, man. Bro, there's no excuse, man. There's no excuse. But Airhead Nation, thanks for reaching out. Thanks for checking on me. Everything's good. Every dude, I'm telling you, guys. If y'all see, if y'all see, Hammer and Hank, stay away. The guy, oh man, you don't want to get mixed up with that guy. I'm telling you right now. And I I had to stop you because you know remember I mean with us renegotiating when we you and I renegotiating this deal trying to lower your wage, you know, for the last two, three weeks. I mean, it's been tough negotiations. Remember, part of that was the non-disclosure agreement. You can't share too much about those conversations. So you might want to just leave it at that, Mike, you know? Well, the best part is, is now Hank's on this damn thing. So for all you guys, he's on this kick right now. He's really upset with all these guys that are making Facebook pages about mini truck gnats because they didn't get the ticket. They didn't get, get in. Hank's going to each and every one of these people's doors <laughs> and just like taking out fucking knees, bro. All those people that are talking shit about Jason Bell and his crew for mini nets, be aware because Hammer and Hank is coming to your home and he's taking you out, bro. Taking you out 
at the knee. So y'all better just keep your mouth shut. And, hey, just show up and have a good time, all right? Quit the whining. Quit the bitching. It's not what mini trucking's all about anyway. And uh, just come out and have a good time. Wasn't Hank the guy that apparently gave The Rock the whole people's elbow? So, you know. Bro, he is the one that gave The Rock the people's elbow. He gave the fucking Hulkster the atomic leg drop. He gave the damn Undertaker the Tombstone Powell Driver, whatever the hell it's called. And... Bro, Hank is the fucking man. That's all I can say. And goddamn, that dude can smoke some fucking dope. That dude can drink some damn crown. And uh, the guy is a fucking animal. That's all I can say. He gave Ken Patera the uh, backbreaker. That's the only one I can remember. Because the Jizza used that in his lyrics. You know what I mean? Bro, I don't even know who Ken Patera is. But I'm sure he's a badass. I'm sure he's a badass if, uh, if Hammer and Hank can take him out. Dude. We just have to, Mike, you and I, I mean, it's been a tough road the last couple of weeks, but kind of like Snoop said with, with about Suge, you know, when he said, hey, I'm going to do the song, Let Bygones Be Bygones, I had to say, you know, I'm just going to let it go. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm not going to go down anymore and just say, hey, Mike, you're back. You're, the boys are back in town, and Ruben Arteaga is going to join us on this episode now we, I did do an interview. I had a couple that I've worked through. The one that we were going to run this week, I, I hate to say this, half of the damn interview, even though the recorder was recording, the memory card messed up. So I've got to f- go back, and it's only happened a couple of times uh, in seven plus years. So we're going to go back and we're going to finish that, and that's going to roll more than likely next week. But I tell you what, Mike. We have some really good episodes. I booked in some good ones between now and the end of the year. So I think we'll end 2022 strong, and then we'll get sideways, Hank Hank style, coming out of you know the bar, of course, you know nothing illegal, all legal, just likes to fishtail out on Friday night. That's the way we're going to get fishtail into 2023, bro. Well, last time that I uh, I checked on Hank, he was just getting done with Dino's Get Down and was headed to the Bunny Ranch. So... That dude, he's he, bro, he is a road warrior, a fucking animal, and he's looking for Hawk. Well, do you know he was really? He kept talking about that bunny ranch place. I, I didn't know that he was like in like far like farms and stuff. I guess. Um, but he said he had a friend. I thought he said Hugh Hefner, and I was like, "There's no way he knew Hugh Hefner." He said somebody got named Dennis Hoff. So I don't know, like, was he talking about Hasselhoff? But something about, rest. he said, rest in peace, Dennis Hoff, and something about a bunny ranch. And, again, I thought he was maybe breeding animals or something. Well, he was the president of the, a- of the FFHA or whatever the hell uh, it's called. Ah, uh, okay. So I, I did find that out. Dude, wild, bro. Well, at least he had the jacket. At least he had the jacket that said he was the president. Yeah, that's all you need, you know. Remember those old hair club for men? He goes, I'm not only a member, but I'm the president. You know what I mean? And then Biggie spun that, you know, like he was the player president too. So, Yes, yes. I remember that too. Dude, episode 315, the overview. Again, the boys are back in town. We're going to talk to Ruben a little bit about Dino's Get Down. But we also talked to Ruben early in SEMA uh, for the week of SEMA. We're going to talk more about SEMA 2022. The overview is brought to you by Hammered Weekend Wear. That's where Hammer and Hank works when he does work. H-A-M-M-E-R what, Mike? D, baby. D. 
H-A-M-M-E-R-D, WeekendWear.com. Hit them up. Buy some merch. They got the new releases. Whether you want the old school Dodge or the new school Ford F-150, they got them on lock. And, Mike, before we get going with the last episode recap, I got to give um, you know the real ODB, Old Dirty Bastard, which is a spinoff of where my name came from, from my friend John. His mom would call me ODB because we were big Woo fans and uh, Old Dirty Ballard. But uh, he was born on 11-15-68, so happy born day to him today. But he passed away, unfortunately, on 11-13-2004, bro. Can you believe it's been almost 20 years? Hey, uh, just, uh, you know, I don't know if you know this or not, but we're getting old, bro. We are getting old. Yep, you got to count every day as a blessing, man. That's for sure. So, Ain't Mike, that the truth? The last episode recap, we kind of moved this up a little bit since you've been out gallivanting, but Brian Gendro, just got to say thank you, dude. It was really cool. I know you know that we've been, you know, really hustled hard to get that one in the can. It was great to sit down with really, I tell you what, a living legend, man. Oh, no, you ain't lying there. And, and just the stories, and, and I think me and you were talking about this earlier and, and just talking about, uh, you know, he knows his shit, man. He knows his shit. He's done so much. And uh, I love the part where the chop shop and how many people have called their shop that same thing and he's the originator you know what i'm saying and uh but just just a just a stand-up dude and uh, definitely want to thank him for his time uh coming on the podcast really enjoyed the the interview and um just going from california to arkansas man what a, that's a hell of a <laughs> hell of a place to, to to end up at you know what i'm saying yeah i started a new hashtag the chop shop og so i'm gonna start kind of curating his posts anything that we do that way we could easily, you know, everyone can see those so you can follow that hashtag. But Mike, in addition to that, what was cool is some of, you know, Mike Collins had really campaigned one of his good friends. He said, hey, I'm still helping Mike and working on his stuff. But, you know, others have reached out and said, yo, man, I listened to it. Man, like I'd love to link up with you guys. So it has opened other doors. You know, some guys we've been kind of talking to and trying to nail down times and, and, and making it happen. But it means a lot when dudes that have been in this, man, since the mid-80s or maybe even longer, when they reach out and go, dude, tip of the cap, we love the episode. Like, bro, we want to talk trucks too. Like, man, that's the ultimate compliment, man. Well, and that's the whole reason why you've done what you've done is because of stuff just like that. And, you know, and hats off to you, uh, how much you've grown. And, uh, you know, I tell you all the time, bro, sit back, pop open that beer, and let them let them talk trucks, bro. Let them talk trucks. Let them tell their story, and uh, you're getting better and better with that. I tell you what, I really enjoyed it. Choose mini trucking and celibacy, right? You know what? <laughs> celibacy? Are we still talking about that? Because I don't know why, but Hank, uh, you know, Hank had this shirt on. He pretty much wore the same shirt like over and over again. But you know, celibacy. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking? He goes, bro, that's what ODB says, and he says that's what he is. And I was like, bro, that's not that's not what he says. And he's like, all right. So then he got another shirt that says Virginity Rocks. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. I'm like, bro. He goes. He kept trying to tell me how ODB was his damn hero, dude. And so, and I I told him he was my hero. The way the dude never sleeps, he never stops. It's it's it's. <laughs> It's a, it's twenty four seven, bro. He's just I I couldn't keep up, man. I couldn't keep up. 
yeah, any Ray Donovan fans out there, you know, many of us look up to Ray Donovan as he, you know, leaves Shriver. He was like the fixer, man. He was the man. And, you know, you never really see that guy sleep. He was always drinking and all that. I really think Hank's life is based upon he is the real life uh, Ray Donovan, you know, from the show, the hit Showtime show, you know. But, well, he tells me that um, HBO has reached out to him and wants yeah. to do a, um, you know, a, a, a follow him around and <laughs> yeah, uh, and do a, do. you know, re- behind the scenes, uh, you know, with Ham- Hammer and Hank. Well, if if they would have been there at the the Bunny Ranch, which I think is an animal shelter, right? An animal. Yeah, shelter. yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. If like I said, he had to just go there and he had to go there and check on all the bunnies. Right. Last episode recap brought to you by Lone Star Throwdown. Don't just take our word for it. Visit LoneStarThrowdown.com. We're going to be out there. We're going to gallivant from Florida all the way to Texas, Conroe, Texas, to be specific. At the time of this recording, we're 100 days and 13 hours away. Mike, it is the 24th, 25th, 26th, Conroe, Texas. You know the biggest, baddest truck show possibly in the world. Um, well, I tell you what, it is definitely the biggest, baddest truck show, uh, in the United States. I don't know about the world, but I tell you what, uh, just happened this past weekend, uh, Dino's get down, not necessarily a show, but I tell you what, there was a lot there to see. That's for damn sure. Oh yeah. And Ruben was there boots on the ground. I know Jacob as well. So I can't wait to talk with him. It's going to be great. Mike, the general updates, dude, man, uh, just a lot of cool stuff going on. My buddy, his name's Matt. I worked with him for a while at Verizon back in the day. A uh, real good dude, Back to the Future fan. He had hit me up, and uh, Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd, they had did a uh, partnership, I believe, you know, in conjunction with, of course, Back to the Future, and they released, like, official merchandise uh, through the main Back to the Future website. But, Mike, the reason why I bring that up is... It's crazy if, you know, with, with Michael J. Fox having Parkinson, he, he has over the course of his, you know, uh, career, he has raised so much money, and it was really cool. I had to pick up a couple items, you know, being a Back to the Future fan. But I tell you what, it's great to see people that many of us look up to or rock stars, movie stars, whatever, do things for the greater good. That's for sure. Uh, dude, always, always doing something and always for the good. Uh, definitely. And, um, you know, dude, it, and, but it's, it's people like that that make this world um, a better place. That's for damn sure. Real deal. That's the one general update that I have. Now, I know you had mentioned to me in a text when we were trying to kind of rekindle things. I mean, no, his omizo. You were saying something about your family member is like possibly going to get, what is, how you, what do you say when someone wears the cap thing and they gadgetate? Correct. Um, I believe you're trying to say my daughter is going to be graduating from college on my birthday. So that's one hell of a birthday present. Uh, Yes, um, my daughter is graduating December 15th. And, bro, couldn't be happier, couldn't be more proud. And uh, it's definitely been a it's definitely been a ride. And uh, we've definitely enjoyed going on this ride with her. Well, I'm glad to hear it now. Dude, here's I dude, I hate. I hated to have to ask you, man. December fifteenth, I think that's what you just said. That's the day the Chronic came out in '92. That's the thirtieth anniversary this year. I was hoping you could kind of come up here and help me with some stuff, man. We're going to the junkyard and we're going to be doing some pulls and stuff. I mean, I guess that's off the table. You pull it, Kofer. 
<sighs> well, here's the deal. Um, I can probably be there for, is it going to be, for, we can go do first thing in the morning? Yeah, yeah, we'll do about 6 a.m. deal. Okay, well, her graduation starts at 7.30, so we might have to bump that up to about 5 a.m. <laughs> Does it start in the afternoon or the morning? No, no, no. In the morning, bro. In the oh, morning. Shit. So that's why I say, if I can, I'll get to your house. I'll be there at five. And I know it's fucking Beverly Hillbillies and and um, and all that shit pig with pen. you, and have to take this and take that pig pen and and you know, hey, can we bring the couch? Can I bring the yeah. kitchen sink? But bro, just basically what I'm gonna do: pull up, fucking just jump in. I don't. We don't need to bring nothing. And then I can get you back home, and then I'll still have time to get up there to Orlando for the graduation. You think You think so? Yeah, just do me a favor. Bring scratchers, you know, because that's part of the negotiated deal. You know, 50 scratchers every visit, you know? And oh, I'll, 50? Oh, yeah. shit. I thought it was 25. Yeah, and don't, do the, it on me. don't do the $2 ones because I don't want to get skimped out of, you know. Well, 25 $2 ones would work, you know. Are you sure? Yeah. Because I was thinking about bringing you the 10 $5 ones. <laughs> I mean, dude, if you could find a couple $30 ones, dude, that. Well, what about $150 one? Would $150 one work? Dude, that right there is Christmas. Dude, hey, let's listen. Let's call it 10 $5 ones and a pack of Camel Joes. (laughs) Camel Joes. Love Camel Joes, man. I, I knew it. I knew that would work. But big ups to Ashley, dude. She's graduating early. She's been over there in O Town area. You guys have went up there and visited her. She comes home. You and Shannon got to be super proud. Oh, absolutely, brother! It, it's uh, and right now it's so funny because it's it's uh, it's balls to the wall. She's pretty much she's worked at Universal for the last two years, and they basically told her to get into management. She has to start from the bottom. She's like, I've worked here for two years. What what do you mean? How, how much lower do I got to start and, and work? <laughs> and so she's like, All right, that's cool. Don't worry. So she's gotten job interviews with Hyatt and, and Hilton, and now she's going into hotel management, and, and I'm like, oh. so she's getting ready to go travel all over the damn place. So who knows where she's going to end up because um, I don't know if she's going to take the job with Hilton yet, Marriott, or uh, – or Hyatt, but she's going to take one of those jobs and she's going to be, there's no telling where she's going to end up. So we're definitely proud of her, told her, Hey, you're young, uh, go travel, you know, go, go get out and, and, uh, go see, go see the world. Love hearing it. I know she's going to do great and uh, super stoked that she has fast tracked herself even through the, uh, how do you, what do you pronounce? Collegi, um, Something. I believe it's called college, yeah. and I'm pretty sure she ended up with a degree in hospitality management and uh, political science, a minor in political science. Dude, I know you probably haven't had a chance to ask her about maybe hosting a podcast, you know, wrestling, fishing, um, and politics, dude. Um, well, I asked her, and she says, uh, F you, um, I don't like to talk as much as you, is basically <laughs> what her, her, I mean, I'm like, what? Okay. You're like, hey, thanks for throwing me on the ground. The general update's brought to you by our family, Joey at Get Decked. Mike, did you know that Joey apparently can take a photo, even one of those like high end, maybe get a photographer, uh, takes those family photos. He could take a photo or artwork and put it on a skateboard deck, dude. Did you know that? Wow, did not know this. Did not know this. Yeah. But I I do know he can put some pretty fucking awesome uh, OLP artwork on those skate decks, and we can sell the shit out of them. That I do know. It's get underscore decked VA. The holidays are coming, 
He does have his own pre-sale of his own merchandise, which is fantastic. But if you hit him up, Mike, the show promoters, they need to put the pedal down. And they need to get skate decks. I know Jason Bell and all these guys, they're doing that. Well, I know firsthand that he can do skate decks for show promoters because he killed it. Excuse me. He killed it on our skate decks for Eastbound Get Down last year and uh, delivers them to the show. And we sell the shit out of them. So, yes, guys, you, sh- you promote a show. It doesn't matter what you do. Get with Joey at Get Decks and get you some skate decks with whatever you want on it. Real deal. Mike, next, I got one question. Are you ready? Aw, shit. Now it's time to get serious. Bro, if there's been one thing that I've missed besides you, trivia with Mike is definitely what I've missed the most. Dude, well, listen, I got to do what I've said I'm going to do. I'm going to cover really quick the answers from last week. Now, we got to thank Dizzy. Dizzy goes into the Airhead Nation Facebook group, and he'll be the first to post these answers, right? So it's the honor system, Mike. We work under the damn honor system, damn it, right? So if you're driving or you're out there hustling and you get the answer right, give yourself a tick mark. Mike needs them. We know that. But last week I asked, you know, it was kind of a multi-part question, but basically – um, Christmas story, you know, what city was it filmed and, and um, wh- what city was it filmed? B- bonus, if you know. So basically, he went in there and he put those. Uh, the film setting is a town in Indiana, but was actually filmed in Cleveland, Ohio. What did Ralphie want in Christmas uh, Christmas in, in the, the, the part two movie, which was a 1939 Mercury 8 convertible for Christmas, right? Mike, now the reason why I brought that up is a lot of people were scratching their head going, there was a part two? Yeah, I was that guy too. I was like, I didn't realize there was a part two until a few years ago. Yeah, I didn't know that either. But did you know this? This week, I think it's HBO Max or Plus, whatever the hell. There's, there's. I think we're going to consider this is going to be the real sequel. Ralphie's grown up now, and it's going to be called A Christmas Story Christmas. So he's taking his family back to the home to try to give them the Christmas that he had as a kid. So I think it could be good. We'll have to see. Bro, if it's anything like the first... You know, it's like remakes. One of my favorite remakes of all time is probably Maverick. You know, Top Gun 2, Maverick, whatever. That was probably one of the best ones I've ever seen as far as a remake. Because usually when remakes or part twos or whatever, they're no good. And uh, so we shall see. And uh, you never know. It might be. It might not. Don't forget Die Hard Part 2 was in 1990. That was a good one. So, you know... But Bro, that's it's, for another it's still podcast. not a Christmas movie, so don't even get that started. Dude, don't make me come and wrestle you to the ground. You know, that's that's I not knew, part of the NBA I, deal. You know what I mean? I knew it. I knew it. I knew that's what I was about to get. It's still, still not a damn Christmas movie. So anyways, so Mike, move on. In this smash 1990 hit, Home Alone, which, by Ooh, the way, came out on 11-16-1990, for those scoring at home, that's tomorrow, 32 years ago tomorrow, Kevin stops and starts and stops again multiple times a TV in the kitchen area. It's fe- it features a movie, kind of a gangster-style movie, and it was a play on a, a 1938 James Cagney movie, which was called Angels with Dirty Faces. Okay, What is the title of the movie that Kevin plays to kind of trick and maybe scare off the would-be robbers, the thieves? The only hint that I'm going to give you is it has the guy Snakes who arrives, 
and uh, he is told that he's got the stuff. And, of course, the gangsta says, uh, you know, go ahead and leave it on the doorstep and get the hell out of here. You filthy animal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bro, check this out. I have no clue what the name of the movie was. Okay? But I definitely remember that part because, remember, he did it to the pizza guy, too. Yeah, he did, you filthy animal. That's a classic. Yeah, yeah. Now, I knew you weren't going to know it. So that, I mean, listen, I'm not trying to be mean. Oh, I love it. I knew you wasn't going to know it, but. Here's the thing that I want everyone to know before I give the answer. How old were you when you found out that that was actually not a real movie? That was filmed. Those scenes were only filmed to put into Home Alone. And that was the movie Angels with Filthy Souls. So that was actually not even a real movie for those that didn't know that. Now, some of you guys, I'm sure, did. I mean, Hank knows that. Okay, so how old was I? Yeah, how old were you when you found that out? <laughs> I was 44 years old. That's how old I was. <laughs> was it Was it happened to be on November 15th you found that out? <laughs> it happens to be on November 15th at about 6.57 um, uh, PM. Oh uh, yeah, Mike Murray. We've got some questions for you here. Uh, back on November fifteenth, twenty twenty-two, about six fifty-seven. Whereabouts were you? Were you at Keith Rock's house? <laughs> Where? What, whereabouts were you? Okay. But shout out to Keith Rock. You're over there. Is he still rocking out? Bro, he's rocking out with. The, oh yeah, yes, yeah. he's still rocking out. Well, the trivia with Mike is brought to you by Acuair. Visit Acuair.com for merchandise, including shirts. Hats, stickers, I believe they even have the air fresheners. Oh, by the way, don't forget, they're the best air management systems in the history of air management, AccuAir.com. Mike, just a couple more things. I know you got to peel away because you're over there getting ready to booze out. The scene updates, dude. There's a show coming up, something about EBGD, and I can't remember. I think it's I think it's um, next year. What can, can, What's the rundown, dude? Well, the rundown is, is I believe the show that you're referring to is called Eastbound Get Down, okay? And it's going to be at Destination Daytona in um, Ormond Beach, Florida, January 13th through the 15th. Now, what's special about this is, is January 13th through the 15th, that's Martin Luther King weekend, okay? So that means majority of everybody's going to have that Monday off. So we're in no real big hurry to get back home because we got all damn day Sunday because we don't have to go to work on Monday. So they made us move the show up a week, which that's great because now majority of us all have Monday off. So it works out great. So guys, just, you know, a couple new things that just happened actually as I'm sitting here recording with you, um, our friends over at, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry, uh, choking myself there our friends um from monster energy drink are the new official energy drink of eastbound get down rogue audio is the official audio um uh of uh of eastbound get down sound portion of this year um we're definitely going big this year with the audio portion but don't worry the show side you won't be affected by it i promise and uh, lastly, our friends um, over at Showdown in the Valley is our official 
uh, pre-party, Friday night pre-party sponsor. All that just happened in the 52 minutes that I've been on the phone with you. All that's been confirmed and locked in and locked down. So uh, definitely want to give a shout out and thanks to all those guys. And can't forget AccuWare is our main stage sponsor. Uh, can't forget Lowrider Depot is our armband sponsors. Those are our two um, uh, co-title sponsors. And then, of course, Stingray Chevrolet is our title sponsor. Pre-registration is going on right now at EastboundGetDownShow.com. Um, Pre-registration is going till December 1st. Um, I, I sent out the first tickets to Paradise in the mail to the first 60 that pre-registered uh, last night. Wrote them all up. And sent them out today. So those are in the mail. So you'll start seeing those all over social media. Um, and the rest of them will go out. Not tonight. Because obviously I'm at the shop with Keith. Uh, we're, uh, he's building. I'm drinking beer. And he's Wait, building. Are a you go wings or no? Go wings yet or nay? Not yet? Uh, you'll have to come to Eastbound Get Down and find out, my friend. Because uh, I, I, can't, I can't say yay or nay on that. God, I can't confirm or deny. Gotcha. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, but definitely keep your eyes and your ears out for that. Um, but, bro, it's uh, shaping up. Uh, obviously, this is only our second year, uh, but it's definitely shaping up. The weather will be absolutely beautiful. And uh, don't worry because the Packers won't be in the playoffs, so you don't hey, have to worry about seeing them lose. Dude, I'm gonna. we're going to get crazy if we start talking about that. They just took down the Cowgirls. Sorry to any Cowgirl fans out there. Five years ago, my dad and I, rest in peace, Papa Smurf, we were texting. Rogers brought him back from an unbelievable, uh, just a, a set of downs, and, and they won it. Rogers does it again. Uh, I was really pissed a week ago. Your, your boy Lil Wayne was saying they should have got rid of 12 before the season. That's some bullshit. He ain't no real Packers fan, in my opinion. And, Mike, I'm telling you, we're going to be there. Maybe a wild card Willie, but we'll be there. Wild card, Willie. Um, well, beating the the Cowboys was definitely a plus, um, but unfortunately for you guys, y'all have a long way to go, brother. We're gonna rock down to Electric Avenue. You know what I'm saying? Because that was a Hammer Weekend wear <laughs> shirt. So, Bro, Mike, um, it was one of the best Hammer Weekend wear shirts ever. Said no one ever. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So a couple things before we let you go. I wanted to mention Rose Metalworks that had had um, posted. It may still be 2022, but we're ready. We're already um, getting ready for the epic uh, year with mini Nats for spreading the love. Thank you, Matt Hodgson, with Downtime Design for this old school hand painted creeper. So you know the little deals you kind of go underneath the trucks with. Um, that that's really really cool, and I know. Again, Mike, we're going to have to lean on these guys, and, and we, we've got some awesome threads going in the Airhead Nation Facebook group. We're going to lean on both of these guys that won in 2022, and, you know, Magadi and Sean Rose to help us with our 2020, or excuse me, they won in 2021, right? We're going to have to lean on them to help us pick who is going to be our contributor of the year for the scene. And I tell you what, Mike, reading through those threads and, and hearing all the great stories and people like, you know, going, wow, man, I never would have, dude, I didn't think I was going to get nominated and all this stuff. I mean, dude, that's why we do it. But I want to give a huge shout out to Rose Metal Works, and we got to get him back on here real soon to talk about it for next year. Yeah, and shout out 
two other guys that I want to give, you know, a couple shouts out for our best of awards and for our awards for Eastbound Get Down. Sean makes our Greg Miller Memorial Award. And once again, he'll, he will be making that for us. Our boy Chad Luke will be making our Anthony Strong Award. Mm-hmm. And um, these guys really go above and beyond. And I look forward to seeing those and see what they come up with uh, because they're just freaking badass. And I can't wait, man. It, it, they're they're going to be awesome. And we got Gooch making our best ofs. Um, we got uh, 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 Feltham uh, making our best ofs. So, you know, top-notch guys uh, doing some creative-ass shit, and we're going to be giving them away at Eastbound Get Down. So make sure you're there. Um, also, uh, Modified uh, Automotive Wear is going to be there, and he's making our top 50 awards for us this year. So, um, bro, it's going to shape up to be a really – we got a thing that we're doing this year, too. It's called Decks for Dogs. Skate decks, but forget the skate because of, you know, Decks for Dogs sounds better. So our little charity thing that we got going this year. And we have gotten 10 artists from all over the United States that are going to be making decks for us that we're going to be auctioning off. And all the money is going to be going to our Sophie's Dog Rescue. That's a local uh, dog rescue there in uh, awesome. Daytona. And uh, so that was cool that we got all these guys on board. And, um, of course, we're going to have some other uh, auction items that's going to be there as well. But the decks for dogs is one of our big things. You know, Fatty B is going to be doing his um, his uh, his design that he always does, you know, for all the different shows that, that goes off for auction. He was obviously he always steps up and always, uh, uh, you know, does one of these uh, designs for us. And so we're going to be having one of those as well. But. We'll have quite a few things, but the Dex for Dogs is is our big push for this year. Yeah, it's great stuff. And shout out to Low Bros and the whole crew, Fatty B, Diener, and uh, Hudick. Man, good people, dude. Oh, absolutely. And the other ones, you know, they get you know, you know, seen. You know, he he gets a little credit too, right, with the Apache. But you know, I mean, all all of the crew. Big ups to them, Mike V. The other thing that I had noticed, I wanted to mention. Speaking of mini nats, uh, left left cider s y d e r left cider. That's Riggedy Ron Perkins, dude. He got a mini nats tat, dude, and he said uh, his boy Gonzi laid it down. And you know, you got the Lincoln logo there. He's got a Lone Star tattoo. He's got a Southeast Burning Truck and Nats, dude. That I tell you what, Ron, you're hard press to meet anybody that's more dedicated. And that's even subtracting the 2021 tour. Like, if you took that out, you'd still be hard-pressed to find anyone. It's like between him and Hank, the dedication to the scene, bro. Tip of the cap to those guys. Oh, hats off. You ain't lying there, brother. The only other things I had saved, Mike, is um, Aaron and Mike Ross had posted Laying at the Lake 2022 was amazing. So, you know, we did mention, and we did mention that that show was coming up. And uh, we'll try to do a little bit more next year to even promote it. They're great people. And, um, you know, a lot of folks went out there to that event. And we've, again, talked about it. We'll make sure that that is on our calendar for next year in terms of promoting as much as we can. So uh, big ups to them or anybody that made it out. A couple of the homies had sent us um, information and photos from there. So we got to post those. RJ Shelton said we're starting to get a vendor list together for East Tennessee Showdown. Of course, that's in Piney Flats, and that is um, the June uh, the, the week of or the weekend of June 23rd and 24th. So awesome artwork as always, and I'm excited to see 
Um, I hope to make it back to that show again. Possibly this year, we'll have to kind of see the way things work out. And um, last but not least, Stephen Stenglin. Stenglin. Today, I had to say goodbye to the best place on earth to work. I think the place kept me from doing a lot of bad things, and uh, he was leaving. It looks like custom offsets. But, of course, he's a mini trucker. He's got a badass Toyota. I'd love to own that truck. And uh, it's cool, Mike, when we get to see people. I'm sure you see this even friends and family where they end up uh, moving on to new roles and stuff. And I'm always happy to see that, right? It might be someone's wanting to start fresh or they want to go better their careers or better themselves for whatever reason. Maybe money, stress, whatever. Uh, for me, it's always I want to have more time off and so I can gallivant around and try to catch up to you, Mike. Hey, 10 4. Uh, mad props to that. And hey, if you can't own it one day, why don't you just ask him if you can borrow it? I'm borrowing everything, dude. I want to be on the yeah. meme. Maybe Dizzy can make a meme of me saying, can I borrow everything? You know? <laughs> <laughs> the scene updates brought to you by our fan family at Garage Gear Clothing. My garagegearclothing.com, there was one special thing. I can't remember what it is that those guys offer. Um, I believe... Well, I remember it was free. Yeah. You know what it was? It was free shipping in the United States. Ah, so garagegearclothing.com. All of those pennies are going to add up over the holidays. If you're looking to save some coin, hit up garagegearclothing.com. Again, free shipping in the good old US of A. Just mention OLP, and you never know what Crystal and them could throw in. You You know what I'm saying? They might put a sticker in there. You know what I mean? Hey, a sticker, maybe they'll flick you off saying, uh, OLP who? Yeah. Okay, Mike, the last thing I really want to cover is the key show updates. And uh, we're going to have Ruben on in just a little bit. We'll talk about Dino's Get Down. We'll talk again about kind of the end week of SEMA. We didn't get a chance to link up with him uh, last week. I do know that Turkey Drag is coming up. I do know that the long-running... What, what we all call in Florida is the turkey rod run. I think it's like the turkey run or whatever, but we know it is the turkey rod run. That's coming up. And, Mike, can you believe a week from this episode airing, it's going to be Black Friday, like Thanksgiving Day weekend, bro. So this year has really zipped by, man. Uh, bro, it is flying by. So, you know, guys, don't forget pre-registration for uh, Eastbound Get Down uh, ends December 1st. EastboundGetDownShow.com. Yeah, and if I look at here, I know uh, Craig and team, they have their event coming up, right, called... Are you talking about the grand finale? The grand finale. Every time I think grand finale, I think of NWA. That was the last song I think they recorded as a crew that was on the DOC album. But the grand finale, right, is uh, that's going down in December. And then I think you guys kick off... Uh, one of the first shows of the year. And I have not covered this, Mike, and I do want to get Brooke on, and, and it's all my apologies. I haven't had a chance to link out with Brooke on my side. But, Mike, we, we did. I, I don't know how widely known this is. Um, I do believe that she said it was okay to share. But we, we, we do have to, unfortunately, let you guys know that the Relax It on the Ranch. If this news has not broke yet, uh, we do want to just throw it out there, relaxing on the ranch, which is typically the weekend after Lone Star Throwdown. Relaxing on the ranch, that is a no-go for 2023. I haven't had a chance to link up with Brooke. If we get a chance, Mike, we will sit down with her. 
Uh, she's the leader of the crew here in Florida, and we will get the inside from her uh, for that event. But, Mike, I tell you what, it's crazy, you know, with Relaxed on the Ranch now gone, Small Town Throwdown, of course, that kind of ceased. I think this, this year it ceased, right? So that stopped. Uh, and then I know the Decorvers are back in the game, dude. I mean, they really swerved us. They're back in the game with Sparks in the Park, and that's going to be a whole other thing that we'll talk about for next year. But I don't know, Mike. It's kind of getting the end of the year. We beat into everyone's heads a lot of these show dates. I don't, I don't know how much more to really cover um, before we get sideways into the weekend. Well, I got one more for you, brother. Dragging the Alley. My boy is over at Aftermath. Yes. Uh, Dragging the Alley. Club versus club bowling tournament, baby. Uh, it's going to go down Saturday, February 1st. I'm sorry, February 4th, 2023, there in Orlando, Florida. So go check out Dragging the Alley 2023. Um, that's the event page. Uh, go get your club signed up. And I, I know so far... This has been the biggest response uh, to this event. So I know that there are a bunch of clubs already signed up. So, hey, guys, don't hesitate. Before it sells out, go get your club signed up and uh, be there. It's going to be a show and shine. It's going to start at 1 o'clock, and then the bowling is going to start at 3 p.m. So they always do trophies. It's it, They got some cool little trophies. I think it's like a top 10 and then a best of um, there. But they got the big-ass bowling trophy, and I do believe Aftermath actually won it last year. Um, so, hey, come out and try to knock off the champions, Aftermath, and uh, and get that Dragon the Alley uh, bowling tournament trophy. Yeah, and you remember what Jim Carrey's, uh, what his character says about hesitating in the movie Cable Guy, right? Uh, no, I have no clue. He who hesitates, Ms. Astrobiz aids. <laughs> Dude, that's such a dark. Uh, for all y'all scoring at home, I believe Jason just said that they masturbate. He who hesitates, masturbate. That that I'm just quoting the movie. I'm not. I'm not saying. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I'm saying I'm just quoting it. It's a comedy drama thriller. I love the movie. It's it's great. Oh, uh, absolutely. No, no podcast updates this week. Other than stay tuned to Black Friday. So we've got some things in the works. And it's going to include some cool stuff. So we want to thank Graphics Mafia. Uh, Please go out to graphixmafia.com. If you need stickers for your brand or you need a little design work, hit up Graphics Mafia. And then Mike, last Airhead Nation updates. I know our family over at Forbidden Fantasy. Holly had posted happy 40th born day to her favorite person. No social media Joey because he's not on social media. So everybody uses that hashtag when they're talking about her man. Joey, uh, big happy born day. The big foe O. Remember when Cypress said that's why I don't mess with the big foe O. They were talking about 40 ounces though. You know what I mean? But no social <laughs> media Joey. He he messes with the big foe O because he's foe O now, you know? And that Airhead Nation update is brought to you by CNS Metalworks. Again, uh, if you want to show some love, go to cs-metalworks.com or hit up CS Metalworks on Instagram. If you need bags, air management, or other items, including fabrication out there in the California area, outside or kind of Riverside, hit up Chris, CS Metalworks. Mike, besides, I know some guys are going to go, man, you know, where's the guest this week again? 
I, I did a great, awesome, long interview, and it was going to tie in and piggyback off of the Gendro. It was going to be kind of an East Coast version of that. And the memory card messed up. It's happened before. It sucks, but I got to go back, and I got to redo half that interview, and then I'm going to get that out next week, I think. What else you got, Mike? Well, the only other thing that I wanted to mention is I want to give a shout-out to our boy, Scotty the Body. Congratulations on starting a new job today, which when we record, we're recording today on Tuesday. Uh, so uh, shout-out to our boy, Scotty the Body, and uh, congratulations on the new job, homie. Yeah, he's he told me, he's he's like, yo, bro, I need some more money to buy some more shit, man. He's got nice stuff. Bro, he's already building another damn truck, so I, I'm not giving out what it is, but he's got a new truck uh, he's building too. So, yeah, well, he had to find something quick. Well, maybe, I mean, this is a long shot, Scotty the Body, so I know you're listening. Maybe you could rent us a nice big van next next year on your credit card, you know what I mean? Or on your bank, well, bank on his bank thing, like put his social number in. And then that way, you know, we'll have more room, man. Lake room. Uh, he 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 better because, uh, and matter of fact, he can rent it, and uh, and I'll even let him drive it. Well, I'm telling you what, whoever drops that effing van off, we're gonna have 3D video, 8K photos, dude. I want to have literally. I want to be hanging like Teen Wolf, standing on top of the van when we drive it back, videoing this motherfucker. Because those, those <laughs> SOBs, and we'll tell the whole story. I, you've hinted at some of it in the past, but I'll tell you what, man. It's a freaking racket, what they did to us, and it's bullshit. But. Well, since you brought that up, it's finally settled, except for the final, what, 200 bucks for administration fees. Well, I'll tell you this, Mike. What's one thing you would recommend to anyone that rents a vehicle? Um, the first thing I recommend is don't go to Hertz. Okay, number two. Get the... Number two, get the insurance. Number three, when you drop it off, as long as it's not crazy hours, even if it is, put the toothpicks in your eyes and take what? Toothpicks take videos. Yeah, because those son of a bitches, they'll come after you, and when they see you got the I word on your bill... They know they can railroad. But even, Mike, when they know they're going to get paid, they still try to get, eh, you may have your credit card. May I have your number? Eh, eh, can we get paid? Eh. Dude, they got, it's like a vein, bro, right? It's like a, dude, mainline, bro. Money. Yep. Money, money, oh, money. Yeah. We'll rent you the van for $10 a day. <laughs> I bet you will. <laughs> I bet you will. I bet you they send people out at night to rip freaking panels off those things, man. Uh, bro, I just know the best part about it was is it wasn't until two months later is when they finally notified me to let me know uh, that there was a problem and we owed $1,600 to them. SOBs, bro. Well, I think if all goes well, I'm going to call Ruben Arteaga. And again, a little bit more laid back. I mean, somehow Mike has come back on the podcast. And Mike, I mean, I'll just mince my words and say, welcome back, dude. Bro, so good to be back, and I know our boy Neil Brown, bro, another shout-out, Airhead Nation shout-out, our boy Neil Neil Brown got the best tattoo ever. I don't know if you've seen this or not, but the Little Debbie Christmas Tree tattoo is fucking epic. Yeah, he's a good dude, man. We gave him a huge shout-out, and can't thank him enough for always supporting. We'll see him. 
we'll see him at uh, Lone Star Throwdown. I know he's always there. Oh, absolutely. Always, brother. If you guys are uh, repeated listeners, maybe you haven't followed us on YouTube, please do that. Our subscribers are on the rise there. And I think as we get into 2023, you're going to see we're going to ramp up a lot more content there. So just check us out on YouTube. Please hit follow, subscribe, whatever the word is. Very nice. And then now we're going to call Ruben Artiaga. And then Mike, next week again is Thanksgiving. Maybe we'll do like kind of a Black Friday deal. Uh, if you're a company and you're going to have Black Friday deals, shoot us an email, ourlifestylepodcast at gmail.com, or I'll get a thread going in the Airhead Nation Facebook group. You know, Let us know what the Black Friday deals are going to be, if there's a percentage discount, buy this, get that, whatever, and then we'll make sure we cover it next week. I think that's it, Mike. Hey, brother. Sounds good. Thanks for having me back. Thanks for answering your phone. Thanks for answering your Shit. text messages. Uh, bro, hey, it's good to be back. Hey, the boys are back. The band is back together, baby. On to bigger and better things, my man. You know it. And tell Keith Rock to send that Lincoln up my way, man. I got ten bucks. We got ten bucks for him. We asked Bro, you, right? I tell you what, he would probably pay you ten bucks if you come down and pick the bitch up. <laughs> Mike, we ask you. Everyone have a safe weekend. Stay on the rise. Peace. Yo, so Ruben. This episode, the boys are back in town. I, I, I don't know how, but Biggity Mike, the mayor, I was able to sign it, get him to sign a non-disclosure agreement, and we were able to bury the beef and said, just let bygones be bygones, man. I mean, there's no better way, right? Oh, that's right. Man, that's awesome to have Mike back. Yeah, you know what? We were getting some of the Airhead Nation were standing up saying, hey, you know, bring Mike back. We are getting the chance going and stuff, and I was like, damn, you know, maybe – Maybe we can get him back in the catbird seat, but it, you know, as long as he's he's sending out merch and not just you know shuffling it, you know, because he's been known. I've seen our merchandise pop up on eBay, and the guy's Wait. username is Hank Norris. So I'm kind of going, man, has Mike got a side deal going with Hank? You know what? Whatever it is, as long as it's getting out, and you know what, it, it's yeah. not. You know, it, it's not the same without Mike on the podcast. You know. It, Everyone else on here, you know, including myself, we're just fillers. We're just trying to fill the guy's shoes, you know. Ah, uh, you're killing me, man. So here, here was the cool <laughs> thing was we talked, and it was early. It was really like day one, I think, kind of day two-ish at SEMA. You know, you went to the Mini Truck Hall of Fame. You've never missed one of those. Talk to us about, you know, after you and Chris, you know, hung up, you know, you guys were there, C CNS Metalworks and gallivanting around. What was some of the vibe and some of the other things that you saw there at SEMA in Vegas uh, just a couple weeks ago? Um, well, for one, it's probably one of the coldest SEMAs that I've been to. Wow. Yeah, man. I, I was honestly thinking about buying one of those jackets, you know, one of the, the vendor booths at SEMA. I mean, it was that chilly. I, I didn't honestly didn't see a lot, of too, a lot of too many mini truckers hanging out on Fremont Street, which is a little rare. But... Um, other than that, you know, um, it was uh, SEMA. The SEMA show itself was, you know, probably uh, it keeps on getting better and better every year. And along with that new uh, that new West Hall that they have out there, mm -hmm. I believe it's called the West Hall. Yep. Um, man, those, those halls are packed. I mean, the, the crowds are there. You know, a lot of tool manufacturers. You know, which I, I like tools. You know, a lot of a lot of tool manufacturers were there hand tools specifically. 
which was nice to see something a little bit out of the norm. And I, I, I want to say someone said that that was some of the stuff that was over in uh, like one of the hotels and one of those um, one of the spots that I hardly have never made it out to. So it was kind of good to see them out, you know, at the main convention on the main convention floor out there. So Yeah, and speaking of that, remember several years back, like remember in SEMA you'd go like, you know, if you're looking at the big building, you go all the way to the far right, right? If you're on the outside looking at it. And they used to have all those tents out there and you'd go out there and those are always like year one guys, right? Like the first time, you know, you got to work your way up, I guess, with SEMA. But there would be some of that stuff way out there, but it almost seems like all that tent stuff, they don't have that anymore, right? No, there is hardly any. I mean, there is there is no tents. I mean, honestly, the only tent type setup that they had was uh, Nitto between oh, or Nitto yeah. in between the uh, central hall and uh, what is that over the the tunnel over the the overpass? Yes, yeah. Uh, going to the south hall where they have their little display. I mean, that was the, really the only thing that was on that side. Uh, everything else was under a, inside of a building. You know, Toyota had their their ride along deal out front in the Supras, and then uh, Hoonigan had their thing out in the corner, and uh, Optima had their thing way out on the on the uh, south side of the South Hall, uh, kind of by where all the uh, buses and stuff pick you up. Um, but there was no. No need for tents this year, I guess. Yeah, and and one of the things that I forgot to even bring this up recently that kind of stole the show, not even SEMA, but did you see all the memes this year for the little Halloween costume thing that that one Halloween costume place got all of the, you know, all these impressions from people making those little memes, right? And there was the one where like someone made it, it was like a mini trucker, and he's like, no self awareness, borrowing the SEMA badge. <laughs> he's got fifty six, <laughs> you know, YouTube subscribers. And I thought to myself, you know, it always makes me laugh. But we've said this before. If you think about SEMA, how much you can do without even walking through that door, all that stuff on the front, all that stuff on the right side of the, you know, the convention when you go all the way down, but then you go to the West hall on the outside, dude, it's, there's so much outside. You could, if you really didn't have access to get in, you could just go walk around there and see a lot of stuff. Actually, you know, you got easily a good day, maybe a good two days. If you really wanted to, to just hang out there, you got a, you got a solid two days there. If, you know, if you couldn't get yourself a badge and, and you wanted to go out there and take pictures and kind of take it all in, you really don't need a badge to get in. Yep. You know, even even if you wanted to walk the halls in between the 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 convention halls themselves, you know, the walkways and the passages and I mean there's plenty of stuff to see out there. Yep, yep. You know, um yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean there is a lot of stuff to see, and um, I know we spent we spent probably um, maybe a day in itself walking outside, and I know we didn't see all of it. Yeah, it's it is mind blowing. But think about this too. I know you got a chance to link up with Israel, talking about mini trucks, and you get over outside. I think it was outside the West Hall. You had from from what I saw from the envious minis and new minis. 
they ex- they seem to post and say this was the first time that SEMA was doing, uh, dude, they used a good word, a lifestyle, right? Our lifestyle. This is a, a you know, a, a, um, a automotive lifestyle, right? Mini truck lifestyle. They had a lifestyle section, and apparently, right, keep me honest, that's where all of the minis were at. Right, right. They were actually in the same spot where we had the ice cream truck last year, and, uh, you know, it was it was great to see those guys out there. I mean, uh, all of these years, it's, me going to SEMA, I mean, that was the first time I ever saw anything like that, and they did a, a bed dancing demonstration exhibition, uh, I believe it was like Friday, like midday there, and I mean, I don't remember seeing anything like that, you know, it's been a while, you know, it's well deserved and it's probably about time that something like that's happened. And, um, you know, here's someone, Israel Garcia, I've known this guy for well over 30 years. I probably haven't talked to him in about 25 years. Really? Wow. Yeah. But it was, it was great to catch up with him and sit there and chit chat with him for a while. So, but, um, Regardless, um, you know, it was, it was great to see, you know, those guys gaining props and, and being invited to go out there. And, um, you know, we I ended up we ended up staying for SEMA Ignited. And that's something that I've never I've never attended, you know, all these years going. And it, it, it's not it's it, it was mainly just a, a time thing. And, you know, oh, we got dinner reservations here or we got to go do this or I got to do that or whatever. And other obligations and um man they do a great job at, at you know at setting all that stuff up and you know and that in itself whoever handles that to set that up and orchestrate all that man that's a job in itself yeah it is and i always thought it was ironic and i even tagged them this year when that first started when they really you know, because it used to just be the rollout. I think. I mean, I don't. I don't know the exact how many t- years they've done that. But then when SEMA ignited, I remember at the beginning they kind of had the chip foos thing. Uh, you know, just going back like seven years. I remember. You know, they were. You know, hey, SEMA ignited. You got to pay to get in. Anybody can buy a ticket. But if you've got, if you're from SEMA, you got your badge. And what was ironic is they have a SEMA ignited Instagram, but they they have just kind of let that fall by the wayside. But to your point, the actual logistics of getting everything lined up, cruising down the main roads, I mean, the whole, how everything's partitioned off. And then, you know, I think, you know, they run out of space, but you, a lot of guys you watch the cruise, number one, but then number two, they get everyone over to an area and people can park and hang out. Right. And it was over on the west side where that new west side hall is it was on the back side of that so i mean they had the street all blocked off and you know they had an area where you got to drive in where they drove everyone in and they had grandstands if you had a if you had a sema badge you got to go sit up there but if you were um i guess the day of the event you could go and get passes and stuff and but they would get let people go in and walk around and look at all the vehicles and whatnot and after everyone got driven in, um, they had some drifting, um, drifting going on. So, um, but like I said, I mean, I'd never been to any of it, but you know, it, it's an amazing deal that they got going on there. It definitely is. And we, you know, some of my homies and friends, we were kind of talking amongst ourselves and I'm sure you and I had this conversation, but 
when we think about like wow, like when you were on before, we talked about with Ford and Chevy not being there, and you know what's going to happen? Is this going to be a big year? And there's going to be companies not there. I mean, we've learned SEMA is is a big machine, right? And they're smart enough to know and follow trends. And like with having that lifestyle section there, right? And having the mini trucks, you know, shout out to new minis and, and, and envious minis, you know, giving them credit through our social media posts. You know, you look at all that stuff and you go, man, you know, they're pivoting, they're moving. SEMA is smart enough to know that, hey, you know, some companies aren't going to be able to afford to pay all this money. Um, maybe they're going to come every couple of years, kind of like what AccuAir was doing, what Viair was doing now, it seems like. I know Viair has been doing that, but I think AccuAir might be doing that now. But, you know, I say all that. It's, you know, with the hooligan stuff, I don't know a lot about all that, like you've mentioned. But, you know, you look at all of the stuff that they're doing and they're expanding the whole kind of automotive universe, if you will. It just shows they're not staying stagnant. You know, they're constantly evolving. Right, and... um that whole spot that Ford usually takes up in the in the central hall, right there in the Dabs Manic in the middle, uh, that was all taken up by Toyota. And I mean, other than the nameplate changing on the vehicles, I mean, they took everything up. And then uh, towards the back portion of the hall, where Chevy usually has that whole section, that was all Dodge. Now, granted, they still had their Mopar other uh, high-performance Mopar stuff still set up in the South Hall, I believe, uh, upstairs in the South Hall. Okay. Uh, they had all their all their aftermarket stuff still up there. So, I mean, they were still, they were still there in a big way. And yep. then, um, yep. you know, um, you really couldn't tell, you know, that some, anyone was missing. You know, whoever jumped into those spots, I mean, made a big impression. Um, I know Ford, Ford's in a transition state right now. They want to be like all electric by, I don't know, like 2030 or something like that. And I'm not sure about Chevrolet, but I mean, the world is on this big drive to be all electric, whether it happens or not. That's another topic, but, um, you know, and, and that again too, electric was, was a big, you know, they're, they were there. A lot of these uh, conversion companies and people that have converted these vehicles, whether they're classic or newer or whatever, I mean, there's a lot of electric there. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, they're, they're, that, that, trend's, that trend's there. That trend's here. And I think, you know, in the back of my mind, I was, I was kind of thinking, okay, well, are we going to see more companies stepping up to that plate and producing parts for these things? And there was. You know, there there were a couple of companies out there selling selling kits to uh, put an electric motor in your whatever. But, um, you know, that was in the back of my mind, too, whether I was going to, you know, if it was going to be noticeable. And it, it was. So, yeah, the market's going to be crazy. Yeah. And that, that, you know, we saw we're seeing an explosion of no pun intended. We're seeing an explosion of crazy EV stuff. Right. We saw it last year as well. And we'll have to see how that, I mean, we do know, you know, the stuff is, you know, it, it's, I guess, the future to some extent. But, you know, you and I and these internal combustion guys, I mean, we, you know, we love, we love our fuel, we love our oil, we're going to continue with that. But something else I thought was unique is TMI, I know that product has been around a long time. These guys that make the seats, I know that uh, there was a guy in the Lincoln community, I think he worked there. But uh, TMI, you know, they make these 
these door panels and all this stuff. They did something this year. It looks like SEMA Trim, T-R-I-M, awards. And, uh, you know, they, they talked about on their website that, uh, you know, TMI was celebrating, believe it or not, their 40th anniversary, which I had, you know, a hard time believing. I was like, damn, man, that's a long time. They gave away all these different awards, like best car interior, best truck interior, best full TMI interior, blah, 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 all these different awards, right? Cool stuff. But Ricky Holly and the 76 Chevrolet Blazer, of course, they say as you, uh, at first, you might think that's not a Blazer, uh, but, you know, it goes on to talk about with it being a unibody and stuff. You know, Ricky Holly, one of the homies, we post his stuff up in the past. He's built some amazing vehicles. But uh, did you get a chance to see that Unibody 76 that, that was there? Yeah, I did, actually. And that one won Best Custom Truck Interior, man. And, you know, a guy coming from Texas, you know, that builds some sick stuff. That, that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, it was a really nice build. And then fan favorite was Jeremy Rice, the 74 C30, which was uh, Tri-5, right? Right, right. Yeah, and it's just crazy to see that stuff, how far trucks and, and, and whatnot have come. When you walked around, you know, after we talked to you earlier in the week and you walked through the different halls and stuff, was there like a different feeling? Did it feel like, man, there's a lot of gaps, you know, versus, you know, going back to maybe when there was a huge downturn in the economy in the late, you know, 20, you know, 2000s? Or did it feel, you know, did you have the look and feel of like a normal SEMA and it didn't feel anything different? You know, I think Chris made the uh, Chris made the made the point that we were talking to someone and they like they had mentioned something about oh did you notice the aisles were like a little wider and uh, we started talking about it and you know the aisles might have been a little wider in certain halls and uh, instead of like the empty uh, you know where a booth should have been you know there were chairs and tables or maybe a hot dog stand or maybe someone selling alcohol or something like that. But, um, you know, I, I think they did a very good job of, of filling most of that space. Now, now granted too, you got to remember they did add that big hall. So, you know, I don't know how, what the square footage of that place is. Or, it's huge or that though. Place, yeah. We know that. Yeah. So, so I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of space that that it was taken up with a lot of stuff in there. So you know, there's more square footage for for exhibitors. So in a sense, maybe a little bit more space than they needed. You know, and and that's that's the way I thought about it. Instead yep. of less exhibitors, maybe there's more space now because of it. Now, granted, you still had you still had certain vendors outside. Like uh, the the Kindig stuff was still outside that that whole trailer. There were a couple of paint paint manufacturers that were outside. A couple of tire manufacturers that were outside. You know the normal people that are usually outside with their trailers. Mothers was outside, but they, yet they still had a booth inside. So you know what was kind of gone was like in years past, like right there on the corner of. Um, what is that paradise and convention center drive or whatever that is. They usually have cars parked right there on the corner, right by the crosswalks and stuff. They didn't have anything there, you know, or like on the street itself, how they kind of block off the street in front of the convention center, like where they ha they'll have cars and stuff parked on the sidewalk and whatnot, right in front of the, con the, the central hall. 
on that street right there. They, they didn't have anything, like, in front, very, very in front. They still had all the all the stuff parked, you know, facing facing the central hall, but nothing like as you're coming around the bend right there. So I'm I'm thinking it was more more space available inside for stuff. So to answer your Got question, um, yeah, there. I, I mean, to answer your question, I think there was uh, enough space for everything to go inside this year. Something I saw on social media, and I think they may have, you know, taken the video down by now. But I think Arresto Mod Air they did like a scavenger hunt, and it was interesting. I don't know if I saw it on YouTube or I saw it on social media like Instagram, but they had this thing leading up to it. You had to find 10 locations. You had to register by tapping your phone on the hidden tag and complete the form. But if I remember correctly, there one of the guys that figured it out and won it, they, they just totally guessed on the first location. They had to actually go to like the Vegas sign. I think when they first got in town and somehow they just said, Hey, what if it, what if it starts there? And they did, and then they went down this, you know, whatever the bunny trail deal, and they ended up winning it. So I kind of like when companies do that kind of stuff. I don't know how many people participate because you kind of go, man, I'm here, I, you know, I ain't got time for this, whatever. But I think like companies that add interactive stuff like that into their their product, their booth, you know, and it may not even have to be as intricate as that. I think that that's a cool way to get people involved, you know. Right, eBay would always do little things like that. Like one year, they gave out ten millimeter sockets. Ah, you know, whatever you do, don't lose like, this. That's what they tell you. Yeah, when they give it to you. yeah, it was something like that. And and I remember one year, um, they gave beer away, or they had a, they had a bar in their booth, something like that. I mean, it was something just to have that interaction with people. I mean, I always dug stuff like that. Yeah, know? for sure. Whether I had the whether whether you have the time or not to like, you know, do a scavenger hunt or not, especially during SEMA week, you know, I, I barely have enough time to sleep. Right. You know, if you go on Instagram and you type in SEMA twenty twenty two and you hit search, the cool thing is Instagram shows you how many posts underneath that hashtag. So thirty two thousand posts uh with the SEMA 2022 and then you know there's obviously you know everybody's got their little spin on it SEMA 22 or bust and everything else is like you know 100 hashtags whatever but I mean to think about an event I mean there's no event that I know of automotive wise I think we all agree that you can you can do a hashtag SEMA 2022 and you know you got 32,000 people and imagine all of the impressions even outside of that not everyone hashtag stuff the reels coming out of there the the you know, all the content, people go there and they can create content for six months, you know, and that's what uh, Brian Fuller, who I had on uh, Lincoln Attic Podcast, he's under F-U-L-L-E-R Modo. He's on Carfix. You know, he was there and, and I tell you what, like even him as a TV host using his phone and, and his little uh, nice little uh, microphone that he had, you know, he was doing interviews and stuff, just kind of walking around and I thought it was just awesome, you know. Now let me let me let me ask you this before we talk about Dino's Get Down because I know you were there as well. You stay boots on the ground. Anything else? Maybe at SEMA. Maybe you know any other person or people that you ran into that you wanted to mention. Oh, man, <laughs> we're going over two weeks ago. God, uh, uh, no, you know what? It was it was a good time. It was it was kind of a a good time to get away from the shop and kind of catch my breath and relax. Just really glad and happy that i was able to do that and um 
you know, run into uh, old friends and, uh, you know, just take a breather, actually. Yeah, good stuff, man. Well, talk about taking a breather. You turn right around, and this is the tough thing. I know Dino, I'm sure, knows it. You know, Dino's got a great relationship with Ronnie at Truck Talk Media. Uh, Ronnie has been doing this thing a long time. He did a great job. Shout out to Ronnie at SEMA with OBS Talk, C10 Talk. I mean, he was everywhere doing interviews, product unveils, talking, you know, getting his whole C10 Nation and all of their, you know, all of their kinfolk, keeping them informed of these new products. But you turn right around and then Dino has this event. And, I mean, just talk to us a little bit about Dino's Get Down because it seems like it's one of the quickest growing events in the country. All right, so this is this is my third year going to it. Uh, I've kind of made it like a little father-son trip for me and Jacob to go to. And Jacob went with me this year, and uh, we left here. The, we left straight from the shop here on Thursday. And we got up there at about uh, maybe about six or so Arizona time, and we were able to make the Tray 5 open house. So um, we were there for a while. Uh, we met up with some friends from another shop out here, uh, Twisted Metal Works, and um, we hung out with them on Thursday night. Um, we got up we got up somewhat early Friday morning and went, went over to uh, State Farm Stadium. And um, we were able to get in into the, into the show, like, you know, right away. And um, from what I understand, I saw a Facebook post that at about 1130 or so, they weren't letting anyone else in. I mean, it was it was packed. I uh, I couldn't I couldn't believe how the amount of people that were there on a Friday morning for a free show, let alone the, the caliber of vendors that were there, you know, and where they came from. You know, it was just it's just incredible. I mean, I, words can't describe it. Well, when you look at the drone footage that Grinder TV and others shared, right? Shout out to Brian, uh, him and Frank doing the drop. Of course, that's on YouTube and and via podcast uh, outlets. You know, you look at the drone footage and you just go, "Wow!" And you know, I wouldn't say that this is going to be necessarily a new trend because not everyone can do it. But if you look at what they're doing, um, what Dino's Get Down's doing, you look at Severed in the Southwest is coming up this December. You know, they're doing like no registration, $30 to show, free spectators. Then you look at Dino's and you go, a business, you know, to come out, obviously got a fee, uh, spectators free, and then I forget what it was for trucks to show. I- I'm assuming there was some sort of fee to show. It probably has to be. Um, but you see this where, you know, these free type of events. And again, not everyone can do it because everybody's got a different situation. You know, maybe you have sponsors, maybe you don't, things like that. You got to pay for your venue. But to see how much um, it has grown, like you said, and you look at the drone footage, you just go, pow, wow, dude, insane, bro. Right. I mean, to, to, to know the history of this event and where it came from and how it started and, you know, where it started to what it's grown like now. And I, I'm sure that next year he's going to probably, I don't think he'll probably move it from that location, maybe add to it. I mean, because there's a whole other parking lot to that to that stadium that he could probably get, but man, it's it's just nuts, you know. It's 
uh, it's like an LST, you know, it's just huge. Yeah. And when you and I had chatted before, if you think about, or, you know, not recording, but we talked a little bit about, it almost felt like there were people that were waiting to debut their vehicle at Dino's get down. Like I know Dave red 65 red Chevy. He came from the Carolinas all the way across the country in his new tow pig. I think of course, with that crazy 65. And then you had, you know, you had guys like the red K five blazer. I saw there, you know, Hills hot rods, you know, they had a, a, a just a plethora of stuff. It really is crazy. Um, if you think about the C10, you know, truck scene, how much uh, people put into these builds. I mean, they literally are kind of the new hot rods. You know what I mean? Right. And I mean, to me, um, the quality that was there was either equal or surpass the stuff that was at SEMA. Um, my buddy Raul from Twisted Metalworks, he had his two-door Tahoe out there. I don't know if you'd seen the, the videos and stuff I posted. It's got, I believe it's 2019... Camaro SS interior, uh, motor, trans, rear end, and a 98 two-door Tahoe, and everything works. The dash lights up, the gauges light up. I mean, it doesn't run yet, but he did the complete interior swap, and it was in the Acura booth. And I know he was he was trying his darndest to, to get that thing wired up and, and functioning just so he could show people, like, hey, I'm going to make this work. This car is, it's going to be a Tahoe, but it's going to, it's going to be a Tahoe, but it's going to still think it's a, a 2019 Camaro. Yeah, I did yeah, see but, that. And yeah, it's just pretty crazy. Um, I would, I would encourage people too, Ruben, we always say this C1500. So C1500 nonsense altogether. They could go out there and uh, see some of the stuff that you were posting. Thank you, brother. Yeah, C1500 Nonsense, you could tap on that hashtag as well. One of my favorite rides you had posted was the, let me see if I can mess up the color on it. It was the standard cab step side, no, standard cab fleet side blue uh, with the brushed Boyd wheels on it. Looks like it's got an LS and it's got the GMC Sierra front end. That blue, you guys know I love blue. And just seeing the truck under, you know, underneath it, you know, with the Willwood brakes and the LS engine, and just how clean an OBS can be. I mean, OBS trucks have been, you know, fan favorites since '88. But you really look at something that uh, that people are putting together these days, and you just go, "Wow!" You know, whether it's a crazy roadster shop type build or something that's a little bit more subtle, it's hard to um, under. It's hard to to not state you know, the impact that the OBS trucks uh, have made to the truck scene. Right. And that particular truck you're talking about, I believe that belonged to, or it was actually, it was in Chris Coddington's booth. Yes, you're right. Uh, it I, was. I, I think that's his, I'm not sure, but man, there were, I would say there was an OBS there for every C10 that was out there. There was at least one OBS. I mean, OBS definitely on the rise. I mean, Everywhere you looked, whether it was a standard cap short bed or a Tahoe, a Blazer, or a Suburban, or whatever. But, I mean, in, in there was more than just standard cap short beds out there. I mean, people had Suburbans out there, Tahoes, crew cabs, extra cabs. I mean, they were out there in, in full force. Yeah, they definitely were. 
And uh, it's pretty cool to see. Speaking of that, the black sheep, though, T-H-O, Jeremy Smith, he had posted, uh, had the talented Draina design. I would say that wrong. Daniel Reina, right? Those those guys, they they did a hand-drawn concept for him over a year uh, for a two-door uh, Tahoe project, one of the official kind of ID-type trucks. Uh, we saw uh, Marco Jaga. He had, we didn't really get a chance to talk about it at SEMA, right? They had the, the kind of the pace... Uh, SUV, um, f- you know, had that kind of s- that same look, right? That iconic look. He had the suburban, of course. But when you think about OBS East to West, I mean, really, even over a couple that we've seen in Australia and Japan and stuff, it's hard, like I said, to 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 not, you know, fully state, you know, the impact that these trucks have had. And it's so cool to me that even though in the late '90s, I would argue and say some of the baddest trucks were ever built, I think ones that will forever be etched in our minds. Now you fast forward to the early 2020s and, and these trucks are still being built. Um, it's just mind-blowing that that they're so popular. And, and again, it's classic lines, I think. Right, I think you're right. And, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of it has to do with as well as like, you know, you get some of these guys that, oh, you know, they were in high school and that was the truck they wanted and, you know, for whatever, whatever rhyme or reason, you know, at that time, you know, they couldn't have it or, you know, it wasn't the right time for them to have it. And, you know, here we are sometime later and the time is right and they can afford it or, you know, whatever is in their life is going fine. And, hey, I want the truck that I wanted back then. And, you know, when, boom, you know, and, and same goes for, you know, a lot of these guys that have these mini trucks that, you know, they had back then that, how to get rid of them for, you know, life, you know, whatnot. And yeah, dude, that, 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 that's for certain. I want to give a huge shout out to Jacob. You know, he's out there doing the damn thing and, you know, just what, I mean, like I said before, Ruben, don't let him hang out with Hank too much. Cause we know oh. <laughs> Hank, Hank was out there and he kept talking about, I thought he was going to like an animal breeder. Some about there's a, there's a bunny ranch or something, and I kept thinking like maybe he was joking like he knew Hugh Hefner, but then I think it was like the Hoff guy that's since passed away. I think they're friends, and I just wouldn't want Jacob to like pick any bad stuff up from Hank. Oh, dude, you know what? I I told you the story already, and I, I've told I've told it already a few times, and and I'll, I'll tell you we um, Thursday night we. Uh, we decided we were going to go have dinner at the Sandy Casino right there by where we were staying. And so uh, it's like six of us. And so we get there and, and some of the guys we were with were already at the bar getting drinks. And dude, I, dude, I know. I mean, the, the kid's 16, you know, casino. Dude, he needs There's a fake. No I mean, way. I hope he doesn't listen. He needs a fake ID from Hank, bro. He could pull <laughs> so, it off. <laughs> Yeah, right. Well, he is taller than me, so he's a big kid. So I'm I'm like, okay, you know, it's only a matter of time before security, you know, is on him and we got to leave and whatnot. So sure enough, we get there, we, we call the guys that we're with and they're at the bar getting drinks. And so we walk over there and, you know, they ask us we want anything and I say no and Chris orders something and the bartender, she was cool, and she asked, you know, uh, she asked him, and he's like, no, I don't want anything. She's like, well, you know, I'm going to need to see your ID, and she's like, well, I'm only 16. She goes, well, you can't be here or on the casino floor. You're going to have to leave. So um, 
I told the guys, okay, you know what, we'll wait for you outside the food court or whatever, and, you know, we'll see in a couple of minutes. So we start walking out of the bar, and, you know, he's kind of got his head down, and I'm like, dude, I put my arm around, and I'm like, dude, you're, you're right, don't worry about it. I said, just, just imagine, dude, you got a cool story out of this. You're 16 years old, and you got kicked out of a bar with your old man. Yeah, you know? man. First time, first time ever, you know? So, um, you know, but... It's just one of those things, and then of course, you know, we're sitting at the we're sitting at the food court, and security comes up to him again, you know, and asks for an and I'm like, dude, I'm his dad. We're sitting here waiting for friends, and you know, oh, okay, sir. Well, I'm, you know, I can't be on the floor, you know, drinking. I'm like, yeah, we know, you know, but again, I mean, casino, especially in any casino, but yeah, but. Other than that, dude. Well, they, yeah. they, I think, I think they recognize him because they know the word on the street was that Hank has been teaching Jacob how to count cards, right? Probably. And it wasn't, they weren't even worried about his age. They're worried that he's going to go in there and, dude, take them for every dime they caught, man. I'm no kidding. You know, the things he's picked up from that guy, right? Dude, I'm telling you, man. Hey, before we let you go, CNS Metalworks, dude, you guys are killing it over there. Uh, why don't you plug what you guys got going on? Anything that you guys can talk about? Uh, well, we're, we're still wrenching away on that on that 62C10. We weren't able to finish it to take out the Dinos, but um, at the end of the day, we want something that, you know, that the customer is going to be happy with and we're going to be proud of. So uh, we decided not to rush anything and just take our time with and finish it up. And um, other than that, we are finishing up a uh a 58 apache for another customer and uh, pretty much that's about it we still got that impala here it's still in bare metal waiting for the painter to pick it up so you know busy as ever you know projects here projects there yeah check out cs metalworks on instagram you can check out where ruben uh is is working uh that's uh c s c underscore s metalworks Chris Burns, uh, go follow them. Uh, Chris, uh, by the way, has done a great job. The other thing I want to plug is uh, he did a, a lot of photos at SEMA, and uh, he was hashtagging stuff and just tagging everyone. And one of my favorites was the uh, Hills Hot Rods, that crew cab that was there. Uh, pretty cool stuff. But, yeah, Chris is killing it. So, like, if you want to just see some good show coverage, go check it out. And then if you need parts – then uh, certainly, you know, tap on the link and, and hit Chris up or send him a DM, right? Because Chris can order stuff. Oh, yeah, whatever you need, whatever parts you need or you have questions or whatever, just go ahead and send him a message. Real deal, Holyfield, Ruben Artiaga, the book, uh, the boys are back in town, and, and I don't, I mean, hopefully Mike is here to stay. I think he's going to clean up his act, and uh, he's staying away from Hank, and, and we'll have to kind of see, man. Glad to have him back, dude. I, I thought I was going to have to fly out there for an intervention, <laughs> but... You know, hey, I'm still down. You know, hey, got to do what you got to do for friends. You know what I mean? Real deal, man. Well, listen, we, we want you to have a good rest of the week. We do have a few big interviews lined up for the next few weeks. So we certainly appreciate uh, all the support. My brother, R.A. The Booker, follow C1500 Nonsense for more. And Ruben, stay on the rise, my friend. Have a great weekend. You too, buddy. We out. We out. We out.